Happy Wednesday, everybody. We are back in the stude. It's hump day. You know what that means. It's the Club Cool Podcast. We're here to bridge that gap, help you get through the back half of this week. Got a great show for you today. I'm, of course, your host, Barrett Dudley. I'm joined in the stude by our favorite unofficial co-host. It's Phil Battaglia. What's going on, Phil? Hey, how's everybody doing? <sighs> Everybody's doing well. Good. Hang I'm in there. E- even, we got, a, we got a special appearance also. Uh-huh. Producer Mike is over here on the ones and twos. Guess who's back? <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is such a treat to be here today for my favorite of all of our podcasts. Thank you. Thank you. Barrett, I, I, thank you for having me. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate hearing that. Gor- you know, I've been waiting on the on the corner of uh, pop culture and <laughs> and fashion for the last week, just waiting for you guys to arrive. Thank you. Th- I'm, yeah. glad it's here. I, I'm glad you said that. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, we just we swung by, we picked you up. You were standing there right at the intersection of style and pop culture, um, where everybody is joining us today here in the clubhouse. God, just a gorgeous spring morning out there, isn't it? I- I'm so glad that this little run of weather that we've had this week was not the South by weather because... The, this is too good. This is the type mm-hmm. of weather that gets people to move here, and, I, and we we can't. We don't have want that. that. Yeah, yeah. There was, I think, there was one day during South by. I had a coffee with somebody. Uh, I guess it was two Thursdays ago, and uh, I met him in this hotel lobby, and we walked across the street to get a coffee, and uh, we walked across the street and I said, "Damn it!" He was like, well, "What's wrong?" I'm like, "This weather is too perfect." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was there were a people couple, are coming here from California, and it it's done. There mm-hmm. were a couple of good days in there for sure, but it wasn't like this just like stretch of like fifty five in the morning, seventy five in the afternoon, where it's yeah. just you know, it's so. It's like we actually have spring here. Exactly. This is like a real yes. season, yeah, which is yeah. not something we often experience. Right. Yeah, and we do get a couple of weeks of spring here. It's always the the best weather. It's it's always after daylight savings time has popped, and then there's like a little stretch here where you get some really really. Perfect weather. Go out there, walk up and down South Congress. I don't care that it's ten thirty a.m. I, I'm I'm walking back from the Tom's Coffee and I can just smell the home slice. Oh man! And it it takes so much restraint every single day that we're down here to not just go pop over for for a little a quick oh, a quick it's slice. So good, yeah, it's so good. That's you know that's like just on my on my stuff you have to do in Austin if you come here is like home slice pizza is near the top. Yeah, well, the the barbecue gets all the raves, but honestly, I think Austin has fantastic pizza as well i agree and it, pro tip at home slice have them do it have them keep it in the oven and get it extra crispy because it can get a little floppy okay in my opinion okay. interesting interesting mm-hmm. you just ask for that you just ask for that extra crisp that's right okay don't know what you're talking about all right tell uh, him phil sent you <laughs> tell him phil sent you <laughs> <laughs> that boy phil home slice that's what they call yeah. him uh phil you've been watching any tv you watch uh, that. You watch that documentary, the the, the Elizabeth, uh, yeah, Holmes Theranos uh-huh. documentary. I did. Um, th- Mike, I'd have like you seen this? I have. Yeah, I have. What is, what is it actually called? Out I, for blood. Out for blood. Okay, thank mm-hmm. you. Yes. And first of all, I watch a lot of TV. Let that be known. Yeah. Okay. Um, second of all, <clears throat> I watch so much TV that I've already seen one documentary on her that I feel was a bit better. Really? It may have been like a 2020 or a highlight okay. like okay. that. Or no, yeah. it was 60 Minutes. Okay. First of all, they did a story on her back, I think, over a year ago yes. when it was actually like breaking right. technology um, or revolutionizing the market. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Positive piece. Right. And then they followed it up this year with the hit piece that was, I think, much better than the documentary. The documentary was very informative. Uh-huh. But what I, what I wanted to hear more about is her and how crazy she is. Right. 
They never touched on how she changes her voice oh purposely. God. Yeah. They never touched on um, her. Well, I look. I mean, I'm wearing all black right now, but how she emulates Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs and yeah. tries to put that out there, and then her relationship with the with Sanjay. Was yeah, Sanjay. They yeah. touched Sunny, on right? it. Sunny? They, Sunny. They touched on it, but. There's a lot more to they that. They danced around it. Yeah. They did kind of dance around it. I, my favorite part of the documentary, not to kind of jump around, is when after the, the Wall Street Journal piece hits, how she switches from the all black to like to like a, like a, a button navy, down. Yeah, to a button down with a navy blazer. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is just <laughs> – that made me hate her so much more. <laughs> she is one like – Clearly someone's like, you need to soften your image. <laughs> you can't look like you're – Wearing the same thing every Dude, day. Dude, she is something. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna sound like a broken record here, and people are probably gonna roll their eyes because I'm I'm just gonna say this about all of our nation's great swindlers, I guess. But like, I just don't think I would have been duped by this person. She was she was and 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 I, I by the way I would just I would feel the same way. What I'm about to say feel the exact same way about a about a man as well. Mm-hmm. But. She constantly looked disheveled and wide-eyed and crazy. Never her blinked. Hair, her hair was a crazy bird's nest. Uh-huh. She had those the the wide eyes constantly Dude, looking like she a, was on something. Yes, and the crazy weird deep voice that was clearly like I don't know. I just I you know I said this about Billy, Billy McFarlane. In, a, in hindsight, is twenty twenty, and I totally understand that. And I wasn't in the situation. I wasn't there like in the room, but. I just don't I, – I, I wouldn't have bought into her because she right. immediately strikes me as like an off – like a just kind of off. And there was a lot of brilliant people on her staff and on her board, which is very – just crazy to me. I know that they're out to get their investment, you know, the, the return right. on their investment. So maybe they just thought that even if she is a nut job, we'll still make our money back. Well, but also hindsight, the, the who she put on that board was a massive red flag. There was not a single science person on it. Yeah, it was just all like bigwig <laughs> right. political, and uh, and advisor, the most powerful advisory. attorney in America. Yeah, uh-huh. which maybe that should have been a red flag too. So, but yeah, and you know, there was what, what I was struck by also is like there's this one picture that they just sh- that they show on the documentary, and it's like her like freshman year at Stanford, I think, and she looks like really normal, mm-hmm. cute girl, like doesn't have like this like fr- frazzled look yet, and then something clearly I, I feel like happens over those next. 18, 24 months, however long it was before she she drops out. Mm-hmm. And then she starts this Theranos thing in like the whole thing. Just she just she becomes El- the Elizabeth Theranos that 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 we're, we know and that we're talking about now. But Dude. well, I wanted to hear from her family, mm. specifically her parents. I mean, they talk about how they interviewed them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm assuming they opted out. But still, like, that's the good stuff. Right. Right. Well, I, you know, this is such a fascinating story. Surely that w- we'll get more yeah. as, ti- as time goes by. Yeah. Which which scandal are you more offended by? Uh, Operation Varsity Blues and the cheating parents or Elizabeth Theranos and her uh, and her uh, Edison boxes that didn't actually work? Elizabeth yeah. and Theranos. OK, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. It's way it's far more offensive. Oh, to me. for sure. Well, certainly. Yeah. Yeah. No, this and it's worse than Firefest, too. Yeah, like the other the other big swindlers yeah, yes, of, of this yeah. generation, mm-hmm. uh, Billy McFarland and this woman will probably I, I, be mentioned I, together as you did a, a few I minutes. ago. I mean, I guess that when it boils down to it, like we're talking people's lives here, so of mm-hmm. course it was it's it's more it's a war it's worse, but uh, <laughs> I, it, it's it's Firefest is close. 
you know, yeah, with the them like of, not paying all of those people down there, that was pretty. That was shitty. pretty messed up. That yeah, that's the life. shittiest part. Yeah, swindling the rich out of the a kids. little bit of money. Yeah, it, no, I, uh, I'm not worried about. Not that. worried about that at all. <laughs> yeah, no, I I agree. The thing that I want to know more about is the government contracts that this company signed because they, right. they yeah, alluded right. to that. Like, yep. shouldn't we know about that? Should that be public record or like? Mm-hmm. You've got to think so there's going to be some sort of congressional thing into what that company was doing and how much taxpayer money went to it. Like, that's interesting to me. And apparently she's, you know, awaiting charges. So this, we're, as you mentioned, we're going to get more of this. Man, I would and, and, love. And, and, and just for the record, sign me up for all of it. I would I, love I to watch her testify before Congress. Can oh. you imagine that? Uh, what we were doing at Theranos <laughs> was supposed to She may to have be... dropped that by now. <laughs> no, I don't think she has. I think she is fully committed to that voice. The story I really wanted to hear was about when she got drunk at the company party and dropped the voice. Yeah. On accident. Yeah. I, why was there? I had all the week leading How up to this thing out? coming out. I kept hearing about the voice, the voice, the voice. Uh, and then it doesn't even, it goes unmentioned. Watch the 60 Minutes. Okay. Do they I, talk about in. it in the 60 I Minutes? I believe so. Give me all the Elizabeth Theranos news I can get. That's I'm, not her last name. <laughs> it is now. It does kind of seem like her last name now. Uh, yeah, well, you know, you're never going to know about those government contracts, though. And I know this because I'm halfway through the Amazon uh, series Homecoming, oh, which is about like, a, a government subcontract, great. basically, as well. And, like, you just... They do all sorts of dark, crazy shit. Yeah. And I'm, I'm taking the show as just complete fact. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with That's that. good. <laughs> if it's on Amazon. This is the type of shit that happens. Yeah, if it's on Netflix, it's fact. The other thing that was concerning to me and, and hilarious was the amount of security she had. Like yeah. the Secret Service level of security uh, for her entrances and, and like everything about it. Yeah. Her bulletproof would, glass. Uh, like that's, you don't, that's. That's got to be someone who's who's doing a lot of drugs. Yeah, like who is there, wants to is knock there a micro, off her? Like, is there a micro dosing element going on here? That's something I need to know about. Macro dosing. Oh, or or perhaps macro. By the dosing. looks of it, yeah, it's the whole thing is so good. Mm-hmm. I, I need to know more. All right, well, we we got to segue here and, and and talk about these uh, these black turtlenecks that Elizabeth wore as well. But mm-hmm. first, let's take a quick break and hear from a sponsor. Today, Club Cool is brought to you by Outer Known. Man, you've heard me talk about this brand before. We love Outer Known here at Club Cool. This is the brand founded by pro surfer and 11-time world champion Kelly Slater. This brand, not only are they making awesome clothes that are like this perfect wearable blend of this beachy California lifestyle, but also stuff that is just casual and perfect for everyday life, but it's just a great company. They've got a mission to provide great clothes that don't harm the environment. Their clothes are... For people and planet. High quality, sustainable, durable construction. The fit is awesome. You guys probably saw on Instagram, I have the Overlook hoodie in a Shibori tie-dye. It's this big, awesome fleece hoodie in a super, super cool print that I really, really love. Their jeans are great. I got a pair of the Drifter Taper jeans, which fit marvelously, but I would recommend going a size down. And look, the weather, it's warming up. They have awesome, just like very perfect basics, t-shirts, shorts, swim trunks, everything you need for spring and summer. Uh, if you see something marked with their with the acronym SEA, like their CTs or their C shorts, that stands for social and environmental accountability. That means that these garments are manufactured with practices that surpass the strictest standards of sustainable ethical manufacturing and that's awesome. They use organic cotton. The stuff feels great. It looks great. And 
Club Cool listeners, right now, you can get 25% off your entire full price order. That's right. Use my code COOL at checkout for 25% off. That's O-U-T-E-R-K-N-O-W-N.com, outernown.com. Use my code COOL for 25% off. I mean, that takes these awesome pocket tees down to like 36 bucks. The regular crew neck tees, under $30. The shorts, I mean, just really good prices here with this 25% off. Outernown.com, use code COOL at checkout. Cannot recommend their stuff enough. All right, Phil, speaking of clothes, and speaking of uh, this Elizabeth Holmes, she went for a, a uniform look that we've talked about before. Poor timing. <laughs> Poor t- <laughs> For that to be top of mind. Yeah. Well, you just have to avoid the black turtleneck, right? <laughs> I'm halfway there, dude. Yeah, I uh, know. Well, you, you've you, you got the black crew neck, but it's yeah. not a turtleneck. Right. So I'm. So you're okay. So you're- I'll you, be fine. You'll be fine. Yeah. Um. Should we even saw a shot at one point of her entire closet, which is which was just these black turtlenecks. Uh-huh. So you, we've talked, you've talked before mm-hmm. about wanting to do this kind of this uniform style dressing, mm-hmm. and you may be in a position here in the coming weeks where you're back in that biz cash scene, and you have you you'll be able to implement some type of uniform. Mm-hmm. Have have you thought about this further? Yeah, it's one of the few exciting highlights <laughs> over the past couple of weeks that yeah, I've yeah. had. Okay, being to being able to buy something that you know you'll be able to put to good use. Okay, I'm in the first iteration today. Okay. Yeah. So, um, what I have here is the J Crew Cashmere Crew Neck okay. um, sweatshirt. It's called their Everyday Cashmere. Everyday Cashmere. And it. Um, on the bottom, I have just my um, black Levi's. I think they're five tens. Okay, and then some white um, Golden Goose Superstars. Right. With anonymousism, is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. Socks. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, tie dye socks. So the here's the first iteration. Things I would change. Probably the bottom. Yeah. You know because not. Not every office is going to be cool with denim all right, the time. Right. And I feel like the 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 sweatshirt is so it's such a true black mm-hmm. that with any fade on the bottom it's going to look a little off. With faded denim? Yeah. No, I don't think so. You don't think? No, no. I mean, what black goes with 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 fades, right? Yeah, I know, but it, it, if it's this is like a true black that once was a true black. Mm-hmm. Gene, yeah, and now it's kind of faded a little bit. I'm just reading into it too much. Yeah, no, you don't have to go like solid black, solid black. I think solid <laughs> black with like washed out black looks great. Yeah, and so another iteration would include a white underneath this, a white um, button down with a collar. Sure, okay, and so, the collar would be buttoned down as well. Right. Yeah. Okay. So let's say you let's say you get into an environment that is slightly more conservative, not as tech, not as tech oriented not as austin and so you can't wear the jeans or the sneakers wait what's what's what are your pants and shoes looking like then yeah so i uniform i have um foreseen this and i ordered a pair of just skinny slacks from topman okay black yep here's the thing i have to have everything altered in the you know right the length right department and sometimes in the waist so they took length out of it and inevitably they're now flaring Okay. I didn't have them tapered. 
I'm probably just going to live with it because these were like $60 chinos. I'm mm-hmm. not going to turn them into $200 Topman chinos. You know, like after <laughs> all the alterations. Did, where, did, where did you order them from? On their website. On their website? Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't want to be a total just scoundrel here. <laughs> you could probably send them back. Yeah, you're, you're right. I but have, I, this is, don't get into this practice, people out there. I should not even be saying this, but I've done that before. I've done it too. I, I've altered something. Uh-huh. The alteration turned out terrible or ruined the integrity of the, of the gene or pant or whatever, and I, or, and I just sent it back. I'm okay with the, how they look. They're just not perfect, and that's a problem yeah. Yeah. that I have to deal with myself internally. Yeah. And I'm working on that. Okay. So you got you you, you got so okay. So you're going you're going to keep it like predominantly black even through the summer. That's the plan, right? How, now. how are you going to mix? How are you going to mix that up? The that's the plan, and I will. You know, I'm not I'm not going to mix in shorts by any means. But what I have considered is short sleeve button downs. Okay. Um. But they would. I don't know. I haven't gotten that far. All right. But so basics for any type of like reasonable weather, you go on black jeans or black je- or, or black slacks, mm-hmm. black crew neck sweater, and then if you need to dress it up, white button down collar shirt as well as under the sweater as well as some sort of wingtip loafer. Okay, well those two things. The, I'm sorry, wingtip a shoe, shoe. a dress like a yes, dressier, not shoe. a loafer. Okay, no anti loafer. Gotcha. Um. A wingtip shoe. You're not going to get some Gucci deal slits. If the day you see me in those, <laughs> please throw me in the middle of South Congress Avenue. You don't want you don't want some Gucci deal slits. Like I said, the day you see me in those, <laughs> I hate. You well, need, that's a whole other. Well, you need though. You need the Princeton loafers, the Gucci Princeton loafers. Those are the ones that the back the half fur. is cut off, and the, <laughs> and the and the bottom, the sole is just lined in, in fuzzy. Can you fur. imagine <laughs> showing up day one in something like that? <laughs> oh, dude, that is what uh, that's what we call a power move. That is a power move. Yeah. Now that would be funny. <laughs> no, no offense to anybody out there that's pulling off loafers. I, I've you know that's, no, I that's got, great. Yes. But I'm just not. Into You're just it. not a loafer boy. No, and so. Um, what was that brand that you sent me the other day? Grenson? I believe so. The English Yeah, with brand? the shoes. Uh-huh. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Now that is um, something I would throw in to mix it up. Yeah. It, Grenson is a great shoe brand to know about. They're like they're like at a similar level um, to Allen Edmonds, I would say, mm-hmm. which is a shoe brand that everybody knows about. Mm-hmm. But, I, but their stuff is like a lot more, or it just it's a wider range. So you can get really classic dress shoes from them, but mm-hmm. you can also get like I, you were kind of specifically looking for something with like a chunkier sole, maybe or a, like little a little bit different, just something a little extra, right? And Grenson does a lot of really cool stuff like mm-hmm. that, like mm-hmm. and and I've got a they and also all the way into boots, whether you want like a big chunky lug sole or a Vibram sole or a just a dressier leather sole, like very wide range of stuff from Grenson, and um good price for an investment shoe right my pair has lasted me years and years and years and so like feel super good about whatever 350 400 price range down to like the 250 275 and then they've got some some kind of bench made stuff that's what are triple welts and all sorts of kind of funky crazy uh cobbler type stuff that like Uh gets into the higher range but you know for that right in that price range for where you're like this is an investment pair but I can swallow it. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So good brand to know about. We'll, we'll post that up on uh, – I'm doing links now. If you if you listen to the podcast and then you're like, oh, that thing that they talked about, what was that? You can go to clubcoolpod or barrettdudley.com and every and for every pod, I'll just post like pretty much like a rundown of links that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Anything we referenced, if I reference an article or a column or a specific brand like we just have, I'll put a link to it. Yeah. There you go. Um, so – I, I get a lot of questions still about like the business casual as a whole. And somebody recently, I, I think I have addressed this on Instagram stories on Club Cool Pod, but they wanted to hear us talk about the Midtown uniform. Mm. You familiar with the Midtown uniform? I can imagine what it is. What do you think it is? Here's what I think it is. A button down plaid long sleeve shirt. Okay. With some sort of khaki slack. Uh-huh. That has no tapering whatsoever, maybe even <laughs> pleated with deal loafers. Okay, so you've got the first deal two, sleds. You got the first two parts generally right, mm-hmm. but then the part that makes it the Midtown uniform is a fleece vest. Oh yeah. <laughs> so it's 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 the Jared from Silicon Valley. Oh god. And this yeah. look is, I mean, it is just permeated like every business casual office on the planet at this point, basically. Because it's now, it was once like very, it's called the Midtown uniform because it's once like very much like what the like the banker types were wearing now, or, or even lawyers at, at more casual firms. You know, it's like their dressed down look mm-hmm. is these, is is basically khakis, a button down with a fleece vest on top of it. But now that's what all the dudes at the tech firms are wearing too. There's even like something online called like the, the VC starter pack. Basically, we've talked about starter packs. <laughs> and it is like it's 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 all that plus a pair of Allbirds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, so yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's great. Yeah. And I, I was just there's an article recently, I think just yesterday in the Wall Street Journal about how uh, the big uh, it's called the 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 big brand is called. Um, let me get this right. I believe it's I believe it is tailored brands. Yeah, tailored brands. By the way, did you know that KNG, uh, Moore, Men's Warehouse, and Joseph A. Banks, all of those uh, like chain stores that deal in like the uh-huh. lower end of men's suiting, all owned by the same company. Wow, that's shocking, but I can see that. Yes. So they're and- competing with each other for the same client. So it's yeah, it's called Tailored Brands. Is the the big overarching umbrella company now? The, here's the one good thing about that, just while, while we're off on this tangent. The, the good news for you, the customer, is that that means that they are making so, so many mm-hmm. suits and everything that the economy of scale probably allows them to like fit in some better quality stuff there. Now, I don't know that they're doing that. The, their margin and their bottom line, I'm sure, is more important than the quality of these suits. They, they operate in like selling people what four suits for 200 bucks at joseph mm-hmm. a banks right but they would theoretically be able to just be buying like so much bulk wool or whatever yeah. that they could they could get a decent quality into that cheap yeah. suit well i've seen a commercial for men's warehouses now doing custom suiting yeah yeah and so that's w- with all this like the, the wall street journal uh article was basically like 
nobody's buying suits anymore. Mm-hmm. It, it referenced that even Goldman, like the, we talked about, Goldman Sachs is going to a business casual, uh, you know, uh, dress code. Uh, the one area where that, like, the downtrend did not hold is in custom. Huh. So that, like, th- so you got these brands like Indochino and their and Men's Warehouse is now offering like some mm-hmm. of this, where it's basically like the build your own suit, like yeah. make it to measure, and even suit supply kind of falls into that range. Um, you know, so that area of suiting is like still doing okay, mm-hmm. still showing a little bit of growth. Um, but yeah, so all these the, these companies like like Taylor Brands and at Men's Warehouse and Joseph A. Banks, they're trying to figure out how to adapt to this new landscape. Anyway, uh, the Midtown uniform, as it were, it, it's I don't want to badmouth it too much because it's not necessarily. The problem with it is not so much the look in general. I understand that it like works for the environment and is very practical. Get yourself a couple extra pockets with that fleece vest and like mm-hmm. you know you look put together. The problem with it is it's it's ubiquity. You know what I mean? Like go to mid. There's an Instagram account, Midtown Uniform. Is there really? Yeah. Oh, fantastic! It, and it's so big that they're even doing like SpawnCon on it. <laughs> yeah, I'm That's I'm dead I'm fantastic. dead serious. And so. It's just, it's all over the place. Bros wearing this exact outfit. And that's the biggest, and that's the main issue with it. Because just like at one point in time, like distressed denim and a pair of Yeezy 350s and like a boxy tee was a good look. Mm -hmm. It was no longer a good look once Instagram was just swarmed with one million kids Mm -hmm. wearing the same exact outfit, right? That's my biggest um, fear in life, really, is... Falling into a category like that and yeah. just being lumped in and looking like everybody else. Exactly. And that's kind of what you have to at least acknowledge, like if you're going to stick to this Midtown uniform, is that you are basically advertising You've that you're up. like a stereotypical like douche bro that works in finance or banking or whatever or whatever, you know, whatever it may be. No. So that's me. so that's that's my that's my Midtown uniform warning. And and the other thing that you guys kind are kind of like to ask and i'm sure it's because of this is it, because of this like fearfulness of 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 falling into that look you're like how do i change up business casual yeah and it's a tough question i get it all the time and i don't have great answers for it uh i was thinking about it i was thinking about you and like in like your uniform you know dress mm-hmm. code which, which i think is great and and looks cool um but it's tough, you know. I, I think for me, if I was to fall back into into that world and I and and needed to to dress like that every day, I would just be looking for like the little differences. Yeah, you know, like what can what who's doing something small that's like adjacent but slightly different. And um, Banana Republic has just recently launched uh, what they're calling their Japan exclusive collection, and this is stuff that was designed and sized specifically for their Japanese customers. And it's now available on on the U.S. website. Perfect. I'm sized like a Japanese man. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, I'm looking at uh, and by the you know, you know, Banana Republic is constantly running like forty percent off, no exclusions, <laughs> just all the damn time. And so, I'm looking at like this this pair of khakis called the the Trooper Fit Pleated Cropped Chino. And so, it's it's it by all by all accounts, it is a khaki pant, mm-hmm. but it's like slightly cropped. It's got the tapered fit. And it's got like the two like very yeah. modern front pleats, mm-hmm. and so I'm I'm I'd be using like little stuff like that right. to kind of like mix it up and and reshape what that outfit 
can look like. And another easy thing to do is just change up the shoes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, it, it, you know, I I know that's that's not the not very actionable advice, I guess. Like, I'm not like, oh, well, you need to do this specifically. But it's just about finding those little those those little things where you can actually change it up. Uh, there's also, you know, crazy stuff happening. Like, uh, speaking of Banana Republic, they just dropped a suit where the pants are like an elastic waist, have drawstrings. Wow. That's probably not for for everybody's work environment, but it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Like if you were in like a creative it's agency, never been done before. I mean, that's yeah. that 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 would be that that'd be kind of cool. J Crew doing a bunch of these things that they call like their unsuit, mm-hmm. which is basically they they drop all the lining out yeah. of the jacket, and there's no shoulder pads or anything. Like, yeah, can I ask you a question about very that? wearable? I see a casually. lot of a lot of uh, jackets marketed as un unstructured jackets mm-hmm. or unstructured blazers, right? Explain sort of what that means. So, so typically, in a in your office suit, in your wedding suit, <clears throat> the suit is fully lined on the inside, in some type of silk or sateen or you know, that's kind of a a, a slick material, mm-hmm. um, and in between that lining and the lining of the and then the actual material fabric of the suit is what's called the canvas. And so the cheapest of suits are not canvassed. It's just like the fabric and something in between, something cheap, and then the lining. Mm-hmm. Your middle tier suits are half canvassed. And this is like a, this is like, I'm pretty sure, I, I, it's been a while since I like really read, looked up all this, but I believe it's like a horsehair. Okay. And it, it's just, it keeps the shape of the suit basically. It's for durability, it's for longevity of the suit, and just like overall, like, how the suit wears basically. And so I think it's the top half when it's half canvassed that like has this, Mm -hmm. this extra more expensive, nice lining. And then you're fully custom, like more expensive, you know, once you're into like, once you're paying really more than way, way more than a thousand dollars. Like this is, we're talking like more custom stuff, $2,000 suits, Brioni, like really, really people that are known for suiting. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Then you get a fully canvas suit. And that's like it quality wise, it's 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 unbeatable. The suit lasts forever, keeps its shape, does all that. Also on these suits, you get a little bit of padding in mm-hmm. the shoulders. Right. Gives you that square frame, right? Okay. Everything I just said in an unsuit or an unstructured suit, you've ripped all of that out. So there is no lining, there's no canvassing, there's no padding in the shoulders. And it's just a far more casual look because it is less because it's less structured so the jacket moves with you a little bit more it doesn't hold its shape as well it's almost like meant to get like a little wrinkled or a little rustled Mm -hmm. um and then the uh and then it's got that what they call the soft shoulder Mm -hmm. so it just goes over with your natural shoulder line which also makes it more casual so that's cool. yeah. I mean that's 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 on like the technical side of it, and they and typically these these unstructured suits are coming in fabrics like uh, cotton, cotton linen blends, cotton wool blends. Mm-hmm. They're not using like the the fine one twenties uh, like tropical wool that you typically see on like your like dressier suits. So they're just. They're easier to wear. They're, you can make them more casual. They look good over like a polo or a t-shirt. You can pair sneakers with them more easily. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can wear jeans, like all that type of stuff. So that's, I mean, that's another way to like 
bring one of these into the office. Like nobody's mm-hmm. going to get mad at you for being slightly overdressed, even if it's just the even if it's just the jacket. And one one guy mentions in this Wall Street Journal column that like his new look is he's wearing like the techie uh, Lululemon chinos, and then he's wearing like an unstructured blazer mm-hmm. o- over that. And that's I, that, that makes sense. That, that feels really San Francisco to me. Yeah, <laughs> like and like. You could get dressed like that and have it look awful, by the way. For sure. If, yeah, you'd look like you're wearing pajamas. Yeah. It's it's not a look I could pull off. But I'm, I'm very confident. It, it seems to me like my biggest fear with that would be the it doesn't it not matching correctly. Yeah, well, just and that's the like thing. Way you need, you, when you, if you go for something like that, that sport coat that you choose has to be really, really casual. Mm-hmm. Like it cannot look like it's supposed to be dressy or like it's supposed to be part of a suit. Yeah, that would look weird. So, yeah, anyway, uh, you know what, Phil? We're looking forward to watching you on this uh, on this business casual journey of Thank yours. Thank you. Yeah. I'll keep everybody posted. We expect daily fit pics <laughs> of you wearing the exact same thing one day after the other. I'm also going to change my voice when I get the you should. You should do that. of my dreams. I think, that is, uh, I think that's smart. I'm going to go for a falsetto. I'm going to go high. <laughs> yeah, if we've learned anything, going low is, is the is mistake it, that Liz Right, I'm going to go high. Yeah, if it would have been high, you'd be more trustworthy. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. So just, just be careful out there. Uh, one, speaking of, I'm speaking of the Toronto stock one more time that her, her lover, Sonny, Sanjay, Sonny, I believe is what they referred to him as. He was committing one of the cardinal sins of business (laughs) casual. And I just, I meant to, I meant to throw this in here too. That is okay. Yeah. You should never wear a suit that is, I mean, I'm sorry, a shirt that is meant to be a dress shirt. Like, no button-down collar, like, long length, very much supposed to be tucked in, worn with a suit, even usually paired with a tie. So we're talking, like, a spread collar here, something that needs collar stays, right? Never wear those with jeans. Just ever. Don't do it. <laughs> nope. Okay. And he had the jeans that pulled around the, the shoes, too. And yes. also, he had one of the worst dye jobs ever. <laughs> On his dome. There might have been some toupee work in there, Dude, too. Who that knows? was awesome. Just saying that the word Sonny from now on will give me a mental image of his collar, yes. which was so that's just absurd. Was, that is where I was going next. So not only was he wearing dress, dress shirts with jeans, but then he was not even ironing or putting collar stays in the, dress, in the dress collar. So it's just like totally flying away and like all curling up and like, no, 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 no. Absolutely outrageous. That type of shirt needs to be ironed it needs to be pressed that collar ne- needs to be stiff it needs to sit around your neck it does not it's not supposed to be like unbutton three buttons and then just left alone so that it can go all you know willy-nilly <laughs> so don't do that cardinal it, brian Sam. colangelo was upset with his collar that's a that's a niche <laughs> nba joke for some people out there but it, that that collar is absurd, and Sonny, that that's almost as bad a crime as all the other ones he committed. <laughs> <laughs> almost, yes. And to think that a woman would sleep with that man is just—it just hurts me to think. Well, about. you know. All right, uh, we got we got we got some more fit talk, baby. But uh, let's hear from another sponsor. Hey, have you heard about Lisa mattresses? Yes, of course you have, because I've been talking your ear off about these things for a while now. That is because Lisa mattresses are so amazing and so comfortable. Everybody has the right to rest and great nights of sleep, right? But you need the right mattress. So meet Lisa. They've got two awesome mattresses. They've even got accessories, uh, great blankets, great pillows, 
that just help you get better, deeper rest. There's the All Foam Lisa, which is new and improved. It's got a cooling LSA 200 foam for enhanced pressure relief. Great for side sleepers. Or go for the Sapira Hybrid Mattress. That's what I have. It's unbelievable as well. It's the perfect combination of foam and spring technology for pressure relief and edge-to-edge support. Lisa is another great company with a great mission. They want to provide a better night's sleep for everybody. They set out to create a company with heart. That's why they donate one mattress for every 10 that they sell. They do this through organizations that, that work in causes like foster care prevention. And to date, they've donated more than 32,000 mattresses. Hey, help them donate another one, okay? Go to lisa.com, L-E-E-S-A.com slash cool and use promo code cool. You will get 15% off your entire order. So whether you get a mattress or just pillows in a blanket or all of the above, 15%, it's a great deal. You're going to sleep really, really well on a Lisa mattress. That's lisa.com slash cool. Use promo code cool. All right, Phil, we're going to keep talking uh, Keep talking clothing here. This is uh, th- this next topic, this next discussion was is based on a listener question, a listener prompt. And so I'm going to I'm going to paraphrase here. But the question is basically when you when you end up with something kind of outlandish, a little outside of your comfort zone, whether that is a super kind of crazy or bright colored pair of sneakers or maybe it's a, a a jacket that you're not really sure how to wear or you get kind of like a a, a hat that you really really liked but not sure how it goes into your wardrobe. Uh, what are the best ways to like basically come up with how to work this into into an outfit into your wardrobe? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I I think the question was specifically you know it, it, our, our listener like mentioned some of these other like things like the like the hats and the jackets, but specifically for him it was a question of I've got a crazy pair of shoes like this dope pair of Nikes they're very bright colored. Mm-hmm. How do I how do I make them work? Yeah. So I thought it was a good question, and um, I wanted to kind of like you know pick your brain and, and talk about some of my methods when I come across this uh, this happenstance. And by the way, let me tell you, I am notorious for doing this. This is like my mo. Uh, you know, you you you've got the uniform wardrobe. I have whatever the opposite of that is. <laughs> I just like I'm I'm like a dog in a you know that sees a, a squirrel. Basically, I see like one thing and I'm like oh just running after it. Like I must have that. I must have that. <laughs> and it changes by the week, by daily. You know, I post on the 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 Instagram account at Club Cool Pod. It's like this uh, this new lookbook, this editorial that that a Canadian shop called Haven did, and it was all like this like. It's like this. Com- it was a combo of like the Japanese Americana stuff with mm-hmm. like the urban tech warrior type thing, mm-hmm. and I was just like, "That's how I should be dressing." Yeah, that is the look that I need. <laughs> and like, I'd love to see it. And I just, I basically, you know, I've got like one or two things that might work into it, but like you know, the next thing I know, I'm going to be buying something that fits in that thing, and then I'm like going to have like only one thing to wear with it. So, so trust mm-hmm. me, I do this all the time. Um, but before I talk a little bit about how I go about it, what do you have any? You got any notes for for the listeners? Well, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is like when I whenever I first um, scored my first pair of Yeezys, the Belugas, the V twos. That was something I had no clue what to put with that. Nothing. Not just because of the color. It's got that really bright neon orange. That's okay. It's how chunky they are. Mm-hmm. They're massive. So. Immediately, like anytime I'm wearing any sort of sneakers that have 
some sort of loud color or they're big. I, I try and not wear too much loudness on top. So, yeah. I mean, this goes without saying, but I wear a lot of black. Right. So, and we've talked about this before. If you're going to wear sneakers with pants, make sure your ankle shows. Mm. So I try and incorporate that. Unless you have some dope socks that you can wear with some like cropped denim or cropped sure. pants or of, of any sort. Also, um, like I, one thing I'll stay away from is if if I have something loud going on, you know, either on my, the bottom or my sh- uh, shoes or socks, I'll wear just a neutral tee. Yeah. No, no graphic, nothing. Yeah. Um, it, it just, I guess, kind of like juxtapose top to bottom. Right. If, if you're going to be loud on top, don't be loud on bottom. Don't be loud all the way down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's I, I, that's one thing that I've got kind of on on my uh, list of advice here as well is basically just neutrals. Like, yeah. yeah. If you have something brightly colored, bright colored, or loud, whether it's a jacket or a, or a sneaker or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, the first thing is to just grab, like, the blacks and the whites out of your closet first. Like, that's what you want to start with. Mm-hmm. Because colors are hard to hard to match up, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and you, one, you don't want to look too matchy. And then, two, you don't want to look clashy either. Mm-hmm. So that that is, you know, if I'm having trouble with something, I immediately grab, like, a gray t Like, I'll pull a gray T-shirt. I'll pull black jeans, basically. Yeah, exactly. That's And that is, that's a typical kind of base exactly. when I'm having trouble yeah. with something. Yeah. Um, and then I would also say, just kind of like to, when you're talking about like pulling those things out of your closet, I have a few things that I just, that I, that are like security blankets, I guess I'll say. Mm-hmm. And so like I've got one, I've got my favorite pair of black jeans. Constantly reach for them if I'm having trouble. Mm-hmm. And then I've got like t shirts that I know like are not too crazy and fit. They're not too, they're not too long. So I don't have to worry about length. They hit me in the right spot. But then they're not too tight either, so I know that they won't look. They'll like they'll kind of fit into like various right s- styles. They're very versatile, and so th- those are those are those are things that I gravitate towards. So it's basically like to kind of like encapsulate that uh, the, those two pieces of advice. It's like get yourself some neutrals that you just know like the back of your hand, basically that you can bring them out and you know that you're going to like them when you put them on. And that they pair, and that pair with a lot of things. Yeah, like that's a great start for this type of thing, for sure. Because, you know, what you know, what can you not pair with black jeans and a gray, gray or white t shirt? That's why right? I wear it all the time, man. It's so easy. No matter what color the jacket is or the shoes yeah. are, like chances are it's gonna it's gonna work. Yeah, I have a million graphic tees. Yeah, ranging from all shapes and sizes and colors. And most of the time, it's going with some black jeans. I mean, that's right. just the easiest thing to do. Yeah. Um, now, sometimes the sneakers here can get a little wonky because maybe they don't really pair with mm-hmm. jeans, and that can ha- and that can happen as we've we've talked about on the pod pretty frequently as well. Like, not every bulky techy sneaker goes with with your regular pants and jeans. So the the easiest thing here for me has been to like basically go with shorts instead. Yeah. And so this this kind of only works with the warmer weather. But shorts are more forgiving to crazier sneakers because you don't have to worry about how a pant, because about how the pant leg is falling or stacking yeah. or cropped 
or pooling or any of that stuff. And most it of these sneakers eliminates half of the problem. They're basically. gonna yeah, they're gonna have some sort of athletic aspect to them. Exa- yes. So nobody can fault you for wearing those with shorts. Yeah. I mean th- that's that's the easiest thing to do for sure. Yeah. Uh, and maybe, you know, one thing I have a pitfall of mine is I, I, I don't have a lot of crew socks that mm-hmm. that aren't like no shows. Right. So that's another way is is up the sock, sock game. And there's a million options. now. So many options out there. Way that's too one thing many. I've been doing, too, is, is kind of adding. Yeah. As, as the socks have gotten more and more popular to show off, I've, I've definitely been trying to add here and there like mm-hmm. some some cool pairs of socks. Uh, shouts to RVP. You're the sock. Um, yeah, man, you know, and this is tough. Sometimes, look, if something sits in your closet or stays in the shoebox for just lengths at a time, that usually means it wasn't a great purchase, at least for me. Mm -hmm. And now, now I break this rule all the time. There's stuff that I just love that I won't get rid of, even though it doesn't come out of the closet very often. Um, and one of the things that comes to mind here is is uh, last summer, I bought a pair of the Rick Owens Birkenstocks, the black Boston clog. So it is a full-toe, like, slip-in Birkenstock. Oh, wow. I would and love to see that. They are – this is an item that is difficult to pair for me because I don't have a lot of the right stuff that I would, like, visually think works with that. And – now we come to another thing that I do. I'll sit there in front of the mirror and try on like 15 different things. <laughs> like it is just about it, it's just about trial and error sometimes too. I mean, if you really want to make something work, then you just keep messing around with it until you look in the mirror and you say, "All right, that works." You know? Dude, I would hate to wait for you to get ready for anything. Well, I try not to do this when I'm like on a schedule. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> I find that hard to believe. No, I don't. I don't. I generally have, I, you know, I, if, if there's an event, something coming up, like I know what I, I've got a picture of okay. what I'm going to wear. All right. So this is more like in the evenings, doing nothing at home, like whenever, got mm-hmm. some time to kill. I, I'm just like, oh, like let me, like let me fuck around with some outfits. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. That's okay. that's my that's one of my hobbies, I guess. Um, what I found in this instance. Not only did I end up kind of doing the first two things, I just pair these. I just pair these babies with black. Yeah, I go with cool socks. Yep, and then I've worn them a few times now. And once you do kind of break the seal, if you will, and you and you wear one of these funkier items once or twice, two things will happen. One, you will either feel awkward as hell the entire time that you're wearing them, and you'll be s- stressing about what you put on and how it looks. And if that happens the first couple of times and that's paired with they never come out of the box, it's a bad purchase. Yeah. Get rid of it. Or you'll just become more comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. You'll and, and then it like opens that door and you feel more comfortable wearing it in other ways as well. Like and that's kind of what's happened with these is like I finally broke them out, got an outfit off with with them one time and then felt more normal about it. And like the ne- then the next thing you know, I was just wearing them with like some shorts and some cool socks to the grocery store. <laughs> like and I was like, yeah, these are fly, baby. So, you know, it, it, it's, 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 that t- it's getting used to like something that's a little outside of your comfort zone is also part of it too mm-hmm. because it, it, it takes time. Right. At first you think it looks weird because it is outside of your comfort zone. You wear it a couple times, you feel more natural in it. It works. Um. Specifically, if I buy something online that's a garment, 
another thing that I do is I will go, I, I always go back to the website and see how it was originally styled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then with a lot of brands that I shop, they're carried at various websites. I'll go to all of them. Yeah. And even if they don't carry that exact piece, I'll just look at how they style the brand. And we've talked about using editorials and this type of stuff mm-hmm. to like inform your 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 outfit decisions as well. But it's specifically helpful or especially helpful with something that you're like a little nervous about wearing. Yeah. Because the the websites and the brand websites are usually and the the retailers are usually pretty good about styling these things together. I've noticed that um a couple brands now on this is on their site. Now if they're carried elsewhere then sure. you can find a fit pick. But for instance, Ime mm-hmm. and Ovadian Sons, yeah. they're just showing the garment laid out on a table like on a on Yeah, a white yeah, and and yeah, and that's annoying, especially because you can go find that piece in their lookbook. Yeah, just show them at least so give me just one. Just drop pick. the photo in the product page, right? right? Yeah. Um yeah, man. That that's really all I got. There's there's that there's other there's another part of this that is like that slides right in, like with the, with the blue Gorin Brothers hat that I got that we've talked about a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. I know that thing leans western. So like I start off with like blue denim, washed blue denim and a pair and like either a pair of kind of a pair of Chelsea boots or a pair of like Western boots. Yeah. Like that's how I start off that outfit. Cause mm-hmm. I know that I'm going to feel weird if I try to do that thing with, if I try to go to go sneakers with yeah, that hat. For sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you just kind of trying to narrow it down and funnel it into the type of look that it is. Uh-huh. So you can kind of cordon off what might go with it is, is helpful. As and, well. and do a Google search and the fit picks will present themselves somewhere. Yeah. That's very easy. Yeah. So, I, I mean, you know, Part of this is just having versatility in your closet. Part of it is having stuff that you really, really love. And I'd say the third part of it is is just keeping it simple. Keep mm-hmm. it in neutral when you've got something kind of louder or crazier to wear. All right. One more break, and then we're back with our last and final segment. Do you want to get the best shave you've ever had? The cleanest, smoothest, closest, most gorgeous, just... Razor close shave? Yes, of course you do. That is why you need to check out Harry's. Go to harrys.com slash cool. My listeners, right now, you get a $13 value trial set that comes with everything you need for this beautiful, close, comfortable shave. They're, the handle, it's weighted, it's ergonomic, fits in your hand perfectly. The razor, five blades, lubricating strip, trimmer blade. You even get the rich, lathering Harry's shave gel and a travel blade cover. You've heard me talk about the travel blade cover before. It's a very small piece, but I love it because it helps you keep your blade nice and dry, which extends that length. It's just great company, great razors. Look, the founders, they were tired of paying up for these crazy gimmicky razors with vibrating heads and flex balls and handles that look like spaceships and all that jazz. You don't need that. You just need a simple, clean design with quality, durable blades at a fair price, and that is what Harry's brings to you. That's why they bought a world-class blade factory in Germany that's been doing this for almost 100 years. They have over 20,000 five-star reviews on Trustpilot and Google. Everybody loves Harry's. You will, too. Replacement cartridges are just $2 each. All the blades come with a 100% quality guarantee. If you don't love your shave, just let them know, and they will give you a full refund. So... There's nothing to lose here, okay? Go to harrys.com slash cool, and you can redeem that $13 value trial set, get everything that you need, and support this show. Okay, and we're back for our last and final segment. I just wanted to do a quick brand highlight with you here, Phil. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm not sure if you've heard of these guys. 
But I wanted to talk about uh, a little company out of uh, out of Oregon, uh-huh. I believe. It's called Nike. Oh, yeah. I, I thought that was Nikki. <laughs> yeah, nah, common mistake. Uh-huh. It's Nike. Nike, cool. Yeah. I'll check them out. Good. Um, no, uh, so you know Nike. Here's the thing. Nike, over the last, I'm going to say year, seems to have figured out that you can't just sell sneakers. They've basically, they've they've really adapted to like the streetwear scene in general and like the push towards athleisure. And their clothing game has just been like crazy cool for the past mm-hmm. year, I would say. And maybe longer. Maybe I'm just like kind of like picking up on the fact that they're they're doing this. But they, it, what really works is the, the Nike app is great. And I'm, there's the sneakers app for the drops, but then there's just the regular Nike app mm-hmm. as well. And it's become like one of my regular check-ins when I'm just like looking around, seeing what's new, like, you know, doing my due diligence, my research. I'm constantly checking the Nike app to see mm. like what new stuff they've dropped. Nice. Um, it, the pro- One of the problems with it is there's so much that my cart is like constantly full with like a thousand dollars worth of stuff. <laughs> and so I never check out because I can't narrow it down and I've got too much stuff in my cart. There is too much. But but they like, I'm just like looking at my cart right now and they just dropped like a new lifestyle shoe called the Tailwind 79, which looks awesome. And the colorway that they just put out looks, it's like reminiscent of, of what the Sakai uh, oh, like right. day, day waffle, mm-hmm. waffle runner is going to yeah. look like. And, and since I know those are going to be impossible, like, probably going to grab a pair of these uh there's there's a great looking pair of cargo shorts they've got their all their tech fleece stuff their Mm -hmm. hoodies and their sweatshorts which look fantastic there's a pair of uh their sb line the skateboard stuff doing really cool like wearable shorts and cargo pants and stuff uh hurley did a collaboration with carhartt hurley's owned by nike um plus i've got like crew neck sweatshirts and just like stuff i want to run in yeah i mean it's just like they're they are they're kind of crushing this, and I just kind of wanted to speak to the power of Nike because this is the type of thing that I don't see Adidas capitalizing on. Yeah. Um, I just – side note, I just bought a pair of Nike lifestyle shoes from J. Crew. Okay. And bear with me. Um, I'll be back with the name here shortly. <laughs> But yeah, they, Nike is basically, I just, you know, and I, I know Adidas is like out there doing the collaborations and stuff as well, but they, they're they not putting like mainline wearables out at a, at a quick pace like Nike is. Like yeah. Nike has, Nike has basically grasped and embraced becoming a full lifestyle brand. Mm-hmm. And I, and, and I feel like that is a more recent development. They've basically, because they were they were so performance heavy basically and now i think with this with just with the rise of the sneaker culture and with all the successful collaborations that they've been doing they've just really been able to like put out great great stuff for everyday wear um when you guys asked me about swim trunks recently like brands that i could recommend for swim trunks never would have thought of nike but just like scrolling through their new release pages they're putting out awesome looking swim trunks too really yeah Damn, I have to get on there. So I found um, the sneakers from Jaker. It's Nike Air Vortex. Okay. And I, I fell victim to a targeted Instagram ad. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. They had them, again, it was a fit pick that was styled perfectly. Yeah. Um, I had to have them. They're 90 bucks. Yep. 
you know, there's nothing special about them, but they go with everything. Yeah. So this is a similar. This is a similar look. It's like a retro lifestyle shoe based on an old uh, on yeah. an old school runner. Very similar to the Tailwind that I, that uh, that I'm going after, and um, yeah. So that but that actually does lead to like my other point with it. So despite Nike doing so well on this landscape, their stock actually fell recently. And that was predominantly because the growth that they had expected in like international markets was was a little off. Mm-hmm. They had projected more growth. Mm-hmm. I, and I think it was in China. Um, and one of the things that I read that had like possibly curtailed that is another piece that I've also noticed. Nike is dropping a lot of shoes that are almost $200. Yeah. And that that has also been interesting. Like mm-hmm. every time I pull something up on sneakers, I'm 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 kind of expecting to see some things in like the 100, 110, 120 range, and like almost everything that they put on sneakers at this point is 160 plus. Wow! With a lot of it getting up to like the 170, 180, 190, 200 dollar range. I was shocked to see the price of those like um, those new runners that they released that are like ultra lightweight that they did that huge release around with that marathon runner that was going to break the record well those are the four percents yeah but there's other iterations of them every one of them is north of 150 yes yeah i was very shocked at that yeah so that so it's just kind of been interesting to see it's like because it's kind of happened slowly it feels like it's been kind of just a creep up towards that but when you're spending 200 dollars on a pair of jordans now Mm -hmm. it's just interesting because you're only you're nominally 100 bucks away from like designer stuff right from like you you're you're 100 you're 100 bucks away from a pair of common projects on a short sale yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it, it it's just it, it's it, it's been it has made me hesitant on on some of these mm-hmm. drops that they do some of these other sneakers because it's like well i you know i think those are great but like two hundred dollars great like yeah like these 720s are 180 right yeah, exactly. Like huh. I'd love to try a pair of seven twenties, but they're going to run me two hundred bucks. Yeah, I would imagine that. Uh, just off the top, I thought they'd be less than one fifty. Yeah, and so so one thing that I did read is that they are they are now going to do some more focused efforts on getting shoes like in that ninety to one hundred dollar price range out there, hmm. which I think is important. Um, and the 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 vortex, like you said, and this tailwind that I'm mentioning are both right there in that range. Mm-hmm. So uh, so th- those are some cool silhouettes to check it, check out. And yeah, man, it, it, Nike is a brand to pay attention to. We're like uh, our listener. I think he, his pair of shoes was like these like teal Bo Jacksons. If you if you need some shorts to pair with those, Nike right now is a great great resource. Because they've got like the super performance oriented stuff, but then they've also got like stuff from Nike Sportswear and from mm-hmm. Nike SB, which is like athletic but casual too. And so they're they're doing a lot of good stuff that uh, that that can help you in that uh, kind of funky shoe range. I How think. about this story um, with your boy Michael Avenatti? trying to take down Nike? Yeah, so he the, messed with the wrong crew. I have only read a headline. That he tried to extort them for millions of dollars. I don't know the story. You got, you got, uh, you got I don't clip, have you got much notes on it. No, I, I saw a quick interview that he did with he, CBS. He was trying to blackmail them for some college. Yeah, the, the, ad, for, for some college, uh, like basketball type stuff. His position is that they are funneling money to high school kids. Yeah, um, playing like long playing it to where they will get them 
onto a college team that is a Nike team. Right, right, which right, right. Yeah. Obviously, they are. Yes. Right. This is, this is yeah. totally unsurprising. This is, right. uh, well, and this is long. This been is a long standing yeah. shoe company practice. Uh, yes, indeed. Yeah, and then they sign them once they hit the league. Right. Yep. And it's amazing that Avenatti is like <laughs> thinking, like, you know what? You know who I'm going to extort? <laughs> Nike. I feel like he just sits at his computer and like drafts up these demand letters. Uh, <laughs> dude, some of those celeb lawyers, man, just awesome. absolute trash. He's good on he's good on camera. I'll give him that. Yeah, yeah, very uh, fun to watch. I would be remiss if we didn't talk about the biggest sneaker story of the week. What's that? The uh, the downfall of Big Baller Brand. Ah, uh, oh yes. really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, uh, <laughs> Lonzo Ball, who is is the you know the Laker, the guy who. He actually owns. It was. Uh, it's been uh, shown now that he owns fifty-one percent of Big Baller Brand. Okay, but apparently Lonzo himself. Lonzo owns that. Not his, Le- not Lavar. Lavar only owns like eighteen oh, percent. His wow, mom okay. owns like eighteen percent. Okay, and then there was another partner who owned like eighteen uh, percent. Yes. Who uh, apparently, due to some things he did, had one point five million dollars disappear. Yes, and uh, also came to to Lonzo's. Uh, Attention that he had done seven years in prison for fraud previously, <laughs> which Lonzo had no idea about. You got to do your research, guys. Yeah, do your research when you're uh, when you're hiring and, people. And okay. he was also like working as Lonzo's manager, right? And so he cut ties with him personally. And the new the scuttlebutt on uh, some of the things I've read is that this this leads to the demise of Big Baller Brand. Mm. Uh, LeBron has publicly come out and been like, "I want Lonzo on Nike too." So maybe there's a wow. place for him to fall. Okay, but, that's nice of LeBron. Mm-hmm. God, what a what a tremendous he waste probably, of time! He and money. owed it to him after he tried to trade the entire team. <laughs> he should probably get the entire team Nike shoe deals. <laughs> it's the least he can do. That's Man, for, yeah. LeBron just does whatever the hell he wants, doesn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. He does. Good for him. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he ruined the league. Maybe he didn't. But shouts to the big baller brand. <laughs> yeah, I guess. And, get and, your hands on some. They're going to become collectors. Yeah, items. they might. They might be more valuable now. Apparently, there was a his Lonzo's like agent or his uh, one of his. One of his people, unaffiliated with that, posted an Instagram video of him uh, throwing a pair of Big Baller brand sneakers into a dumpster. Nice. So uh, I think I think the brand has come. <laughs> Lonzo to did? No, one of Lonzo's either manager or his okay, agent or something. Okay. Yeah, it signifies yeah. the end. It's what? just it's an amazing. It, here's my thing with this whole thing. Lonzo should have just he had a lot of hype coming out of high school and a lot of hype coming out of college. He should have just signed with Nike and gotten a big deal coming out. Instead, they tried to do this. That's right. his dad, and, man. Yeah. And everything Lamar is, is going to work poorly. It's of course. A, it's a lot of wasted money There's and a lot no of There's no way that worked out. No, and then, then they, when they did release sneakers, they were just clearly stealing the IP from all the other sneakers. Like I, I saw something where it was like, well, this is a sole from a Jordan mm-hmm. 11. This is a tongue from, like, uh, you know. <laughs> they were blatantly, just blatantly stealing. Didn't they retail for, like, Oh, very expensive. Yeah. Yes, yes. And then they had my favorite was they had a pair of uh slides for like two fifty. Nice. <laughs> Keenan Thompson doing LeVar Ball on SNL is one of my favorite weekend update <laughs> recurring characters. I don't think I've seen that. Never lose. Um yeah, hey, speaking of NBA drops, so Mitchell and Ness is doing this thing called like the re- remixes. And they are working with like some creative entity for every team. And the first one that they that just dropped last yesterday evening was Travis Scott with Mitchell and Ness for some, for a Houston Rockets gear. Two I t- saw that. Two T-shirts and a jersey. Uh-huh. It was really cool T-shirts. They were sixty bucks. Yeah. I was planning on getting one, but I forgot that the I forgot the drop time rolled around. It was like eight p.m. I was doing something, eating dinner, or whatever. I forgot. Went to the site like an hour later. Sold out. 
And in the resale gang is is has these things uh, on eBay and grailed for one hundred and fifty dollars for the man. t-shirts. And I am so mad. I'm so mad at this because what do you mean this thing sold out? Why would you buy this if you're not a Rockets fan? Hype beast, dude. Like I'm not going around wearing a Memphis Grizzlies t-shirt. Dude, they'll wear anything. You're not going to see me in a Knicks t-shirt. I don't care who designed it. Yeah. So, I, and it, like, what did they make? Four of these? I, I'm. I understand the resale game, but this is especially this like especially makes me mad because it's like, it's Houston gear. Yeah, it's Houston gear, and, and now you're just yeah. now you're just gouging all the Houston fans that actually wanted these pieces. Right. It's just like a very blatant example of like you had no intention mm-hmm. of holding on to this mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. It's not that you like copped an off-white shoe and like oh the size didn't work out or oh you didn't like you don't even have a good excuse you know mm-hmm. like that it's and, just and, attached and, and, to somebody that's and you're not hypest. and you're not making three or four hundred dollars off this either right that's the other thing like just i double. get it i get it when you are really cashing in yeah but after ebay and paypal fees and all that you're doing this for what 30 bucks right come on man like don't do that to me so and I'm hoping, that is Barrett's hot take of the day. So I'm hoping that this stuff like falls out, falls off, that nobody like bites on all these dumbass resellers, and that the and that they're stuck with this with uh, with this gear. But uh, but yeah, man, I don't know. Drop some more Mitchell and Ness. This 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 doesn't have to be super hyped up stuff that nobody can get their hands on. I don't want to pay 150 dollars for this T-shirt. But uh, but yeah, end of rant. <laughs> well deserved though. That oh, is some bullshit. Or I might just or the next time there's a super hyped one. Maybe and maybe we just got screwed because Travis Scott d- helped design ours and he's like the most hype, one of the most hype dudes out there right now. Because mm-hmm. but like, I I would like to you know get a Bulls one, and then base and then have some guy in Chicago that has the Houston one be like, well I'll I'll, swap I'll trade you now, you asshole. Okay, <laughs> uh, Micah, I I heard you have a new podcast. What? Well, I do. This is you know it it pertains to uh, our audience and to this show because it is about uh. Some things in the pop culture realm. Ah, ah Perhaps yes. if you open Netflix in the last couple of days, you've seen The Dirt promoted to mm-hmm. you. I it have seen The Dirt was promoted to me. It is the Motley Crue story. And it was only once I started looking into The Dirt that I uh, understood that Machine Gun Kelly portrays Tommy Lee. Really? Oh, really? Yes. Wow. I Let me say this. and I, well, He's got a little acting career, doesn't he? Then, well, what else has he been Machine in? Gun Kelly... Is excellent in this movie. That I've heard that he basically steals the movie. He is Tommy Lee. Yeah, and and I am not a Motley Crue fan, nor is anyone I know. But my, like we all know of Tommy Lee. Tommy sure, Lee is a sure. pop culture figure and has been for many years. Machine Gun Kill. I had no idea he plays Tommy Lee. He's excellent. He You're was like, in this the, is this is Tommy Lee here. The blindfold movie with Sandra Bullock. Oh, was, was he Bird Box? Yeah. Okay. Oh, he's got the Netflix exclusive deal. Good for, good for him, man. Well, anyway, if you'd like my full review, including my uh, my rating on a scale of one to five tacos, <laughs> you can listen to uh, our new podcast called Micah Reviews American Cinema. Wow. Uh, it's available now. If you search Grand X Labs. And uh, I have an announcement starting on Monday, April 1st. Grand X Labs is becoming a new podcast feed called Mind of Micah. Yes. 
Wow, exclusive. Exclusive. No, this is this is the first time. God, I don't know if we want to get in that mine, do we? I, you know what? Give I don't, some ins, uh, being John Malkovich. It's type a dangerous stuff. Do place. We want, do we want that? The Mind of Micah podcast. Basically, a lot of you, a lot of the folks listening here, have been longtime Grand X fans. I'm sure. Uh, Grand X Lab has, Labs has been our experimental podcast. Of course, where we started Club Cool. It's where we started the Ross Boland podcast. Um, so we try out things and we do crazy stuff, and so that is going to continue uh, as Mind of Micah. Wow, I'm excited! Wow, and okay. so, if you want to hear my review, it is available there on Grand X Labs now. I know it's a little confusing, but uh, give it a listen. I think you'll enjoy it. I will just say this: uh, the dirt uh, for the too long don't didn't read people. Uh, <laughs> the dirt is cheap looking. It is <laughs> it is a bad B movie. Like it, it looked like the Total Frat movie. If, oh, uh, wow. if anyone saw that, ah, wow! It just looks cheap. It's totally forgettable. It's graphic. It's over the top. It's sleazy. It's exactly what Motley Crue is as a band. Like it's, it's a perfect movie for Motley Crue, and I give them credit for making such a bad movie <laughs> because they are objectively a bad band. Uh, and so, let me say this: one other thing uh, on uh, the dirt. Don't watch this with your girlfriend or your wife or, God forbid, a child. Because, as you'll see within the first 10 minutes, and not to give too much away, there's a graphic squirting scene. Mm. Oh, wow. Before you get to the title screen. That's how you open a movie. Yeah, so it's like... Be prepared. Don't watch. Don't be like, "Hey, let's watch this tonight, baby." No, no. no. This is <laughs> okay. one where so you don't have to you tell have to me. You don't have in. to tell tell us how many tacos you did give this movie. But do you? Is it worth the watch? Let me say this. Uh, in addition to all of the adjectives I used about being cheap and sleazy and over the top and graphic. I should also mention fun. Motley okay. Crue is fun. This movie is fun. Uh, to me, what's interesting is if you watch Bohemian Rhapsody, which I don't know if I you guys seen have seen. Uh, I didn't love, uh, the again, the performances in Bohemian Rhapsody were amazing. They were really good. Mm-hmm. That being said, the the good stuff was the showing the life that Freddie Mercury really lived. Like he was doing crazy amounts of drugs and having sex with everything and having parties with midgets with cocaine on their head and like nice. like lots of crazy stuff and they didn't show any of that they show all of it in uh, in the dirt yeah. lots of graphic drug scenes lots of sex um, there's a, there's a great scene with Ozzy Osbourne uh, it, it's good actually yeah. Ozzy's in the movie or? no it's not Ozzy but someone portraying Ozzy you know and I did and actually... it's a, it's a crazy story like I've heard before mm-hmm. but to see it on screen I. Sorry to, to step on you no, here, no, but go, yeah, we've go. all heard about all these stories going back to like Led Zeppelin, rock stars destroying hotel rooms and all that stuff, but you never actually see it on screen. This shows all of it. Wow. And so it's kind of fun. Yeah. I, I, one of the, but it's objectively one, bad. One of the pieces that I read about the dirt actually brought that up. It was like basically Bohemian Rhapsody didn't do enough of this, like showing the real Freddie Mercury. Yes. And then in the dirt, they kind of glamorize and whitewash a little bit. The debauchery that Motley Crue did, because if you if you actually read the book that it was based on, like some of the shit that they did and got involved with was like super dark and they don't really and they they don't actually like let it go there. But hey, for the Oysters, Clams and Cockles uh, crew, for the Clam fam out there, Ramsey Bolton is also in this movie as part of Motley Crue. Oh, is he really? Yeah. Wow. You know, do you know which which member Motley Crue is? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that makes perfect sense. Anyway, it's 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 fun. It's a, a stupid, stupid movie mm-hmm. uh, for a stupid, stupid band, but it, it's kind of fun. So the, <laughs> there's there's your review. All right. Tune in to, uh, to Mind of Micah if you want to hear uh, the whole thing and hear how many tacos it got. 
Um, hey, one last thing I did not mention on that Outer Known read. Outer Known has women's now too. They just launched women's. That's right. So for the ladies out there, check that out too. You get 25% off as well. Um, code is cool. Give it a look. Uh, that is it for Club Cool today. Uh, I'm going to be, again, check clubcoolpod.com. You can also type in barrettdudley.com. Both work. If you want the links from today's episode, I'm also going to be releasing a, a tie-dye roundup. Any t- anything tie-dye. I'm putting it, I'm basically doing like a roundup. How much you want to spend? What type of tie-dye you're going wow. for? I'm going to do a little a, a, a review for you, link to a bunch of different uh, options, whatever your budget, however crazy with it. You would like see to get. that's user friendly, right? Okay, there. so I that's like that. that's that should be out later this afternoon. Anyways, you can follow my personal accounts at Barrett Dudley, Instagram and Twitter at Pebatag for Phil and uh, and Michael. Where can we hear about updates for your podcast? Yeah, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Micah Weiner, M I C A H W I E N E R. All right, the Club Cool Podcast. We'll see. You, we'll see you. Oh God, man, I botched that. Let me try that again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Here we go. This is raw stuff. Raw folks. stuff. We're not, not cutting this. this don't, don't cut this, Micah. The Club Cool Podcast. We'll be back soon. Bye. <laughs>